Hello and thank you for tuning into Scale Up Africa's Ignite Insights. My name is Olivia. And I'm Amma and we're going to be covering a whole lot in terms of corporate innovation, entrepreneurship and engagement with our community of top African leaders and entrepreneurs and investors throughout the series. Absolutely. So tune in, subscribe and follow us for the next couple of months when we share all these great insights with you. Hi, Ladi. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, Alma. How are you? You're welcome. Thank you. So good to see you and I'm well too. Um, we wanted to just dive straight into what you do, Lade, in the development finance um, sector. We were all talking about the missing middle of fin- financing SMEs across the continent and that being a challenge. So we'd really like to hear from you about what that means, you know, so for people who haven't heard about this challenge, what are the implications on the ground and how can we maybe look at transforming the way that we um, plug in SMEs to, you know, corporations like yours that, you know, look at financing um, at a level way be above the $500 million mark. How do we actually make that work where SMEs are concerned? So, Lade, over to you for an intro and just maybe a bit of, a few words about this situation. Um, thank you so much again, uh, Ahmed. It's a pleasure to be here. And I think this conversation is quite timely. Um, it's really important for us to think about how we support SMEs because they are the lifeblood of any economy. And we have seen that they're really taking a hit uh, with this global COVID-19 pandemic. SMEs, of course, play an important role with job creation and basically stimulating local economic activity. So making sure that these SMEs survive the pandemic is going to be very critical. I am the managing director for Africa at Convergence, which is a global network that exclusively focuses on blended finance, where we catalyze investment from the private sector through structures where concessional capital could be funding from donor agencies, you know, the public sector, or even uh, philanthropic foundations. And that capital is utilized to de-risk transactions so that they become more commercially attractive to traditional types of investors. And blended finance is really important because, again, it does play an important role in de-risking and bringing investors to the table who would normally shy away from investing in SMEs uh, for a variety of uh, risk factors that I, I will touch upon uh, briefly. Um, so within our network, you know, we bring together these capital providers, we give them access to deal flow, so connecting them with investment opportunities, but also really supporting them with um, proprietary data and market intelligence to better understand how you structure transactions and also to facilitate capital raises for um, companies or projects, funds, and facilities. Um, one of the challenges that we often hear about is the fact that Investors can't find bankable projects or companies that are EBITDA positive, that are well run, and they're able to perform and deliver um, the types of returns, risk adjusted returns that they're, they're after. So, you know, there are different types of capital for different stages of a company. Uh, when you're starting out um, in the very early stages, you know, needing to put together a business plan, come up with a marketing strategy, actually go out into the field and figure out what your addressable market is, um, building your business uh, financial model, you know, hiring people. Those are things that are really not investable uh, for a traditional investor because there's no guarantee that once you put all this together that you are going to have a credible company that is able to deliver. 
So oftentimes, you know, we hear about angel investors, they're willing to take a risk on the team, the founder, um, the founding team, um, and looking at their business model, their business plan, and determining whether they think that they have a shot at success. Within the blended finance capital continuum, that's also where you might find um, concessional capital in the form of grants to really help these companies get started. The grants might come with technical assistance or it might simply be technical assistance that is being deployed that is basically building the capacity of these founding teams or entrepreneurs to be able to create a startup that is ultimately viable. Um, one thing that I want to caution is oftentimes people then become uh, dependent on grants and they don't do the work to become uh, financially self-sustaining, meaning that they're profitable profitable companies that are able to generate revenues and basically attract traditional investment on their own uh, fundamentals. So it's really important to note that, you know, there are different phases uh, within the life cycle and there's different types of capital that you can utilize, but ultimately the objective of any company, any startup, any SME is to continue to grow, um, to become profitable so that they're able to bring in um, traditional investors, because that's really how you survive in the long run. Um, if you're a company that is dependent on grants, then what happens is, you know, once the donors shift their priorities, as we've seen with COVID-19, everybody is now looking at supporting healthcare, uh, providing humanitarian assistance, you know, supporting uh, PPE and, and other um, equipment. And so if you were depending on grants to operate as a company, then you've lost your source of income and effectively uh, are now defunct. So it's really yes. important to remember that. Yes. Um, so you might start out with angel investors, you know, venture capital. Um, and as you grow as a company is when you then start to think about other types um, of investors participating in your transactions. Exactly. I, I agree. I, th I think we need to get serious about creating more profitable and self-sustaining businesses. And you talked about the total addressable market, and I find a lot of our entrepreneurs struggle with that. Well, what are your tips on actually proving and, and finding out what that, that you know, the TAM is? What's your top so tip think, on that? So I think the starting point is, you know, you need to have objective, objective data. Um, and the starting point is, you know, um, looking at how much you're able to sell. So if your adjustable market is, you know, 200 million people in a country, that's not realistic because all 200 million people are not going to necessarily buy purchase you. your product or service, right. you, exactly. your product or service. So I think the starting point is, you know, piloting. So start by selling, you know, whatever value proposition that you are delivering to the market and looking at, you know, whether you have customers who are willing to pay. And from that, you can, you know, make your projections on who else sort of fits the, you know, the profile of, of the customers that you already have and continue to build on that. I think that is a credible way to um, talk about your total addressable market, but also to demonstrate that you do have some traction already. Right, right. That, that market research and on the ground uh, data collection is actually really, really important. What would you say is the role of um, business development agencies like ours and others, many, the, all the hubs, accelerators and all, all those kinds of uh, stakeholders out there? What, what would you say to, in terms of the changing the, the relationship between um, them and people like yourself and organizations like yours to improve the quality of our SMEs? So what we find is, you know, at Convergence, we're also playing the role of, um, you know, deal facilitation, as I mentioned. So we are connecting 
prospective uh, investors with um, deals, with, with the pipeline. So we're serving both the buy and the sell side. And what we find consistently is the challenge is not really on the investor side. The challenge is finding, you know, good companies to invest in. And oftentimes it's an issue of capacity um, because unfortunately um, our markets are really not as developed or sophisticated. Oftentimes people go into entrepreneurship just because they can't find a job, not necessarily because they had a, they had a great uh, vision. Um, and then you also find, you know, SMEs that never scale because really this is about, you know, survival and, you know, just putting food on the t- table. So they're not necessarily thinking uh, with a business mind. You'll find SMEs who don't have basic bookkeeping skills. Um, they're, you know, record keeping is atrocious. Nobody would ever invest for that reason. So having accelerators and business development um, service providers is super critical because they help them to professionalize. We have too many SMEs who are operating informally and you can't, you're not investable if you're informal. At some point you need to transition. You might start out that way, but you need to transition at some point. And we realize that they may not have that capacity to do so by themselves because they don't have the experience. So that's really where, you know, accelerators and and business development services become really important so that over a few years, you know, they've worked with them and they start to uh, become EBITDA positive is when they can come to us and we can connect them to, you know, the deeper pockets that are looking to deploy larger sums of capital. Right, right. But, you know, there, there is a situation where a lot of these accelerators and business development agencies are struggling themselves because obviously the target market is the entrepreneur and they necessarily are going to be struggling for, you know, cash and there'll be cash straps and so they can't pay for services at, at a, a profitable uh, rate. So what do you have to say about that situation in terms of uh, maybe increasing the, the level of support for um, accelerators and business development services? What, what so are your we- thoughts? We, we see, um, and again, I speak from the blended finance perspective, we've seen a number of donors and even foundations actually set up these types of accelerators. Um, they have pitch competitions. They take um, these SMEs, these entrepreneurs, through a series of stages of growth, uh, providing them both with technical assistance in the form of capacity building. So, you know, training their management, um, professionalizing them, but actually also giving them seed capital. So, you know, the early stage grants I referred to earlier that help them to actually become a company that is viable. So we see the increasing importance of having concessional capital providers being willing to do this, because again, this is not necessarily something that a traditional investor wants to do. (music) 